Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is episode 13. All right, every now and then I'm going to do an episode where I'll dive a little deeper into common interview questions and how to approach them. Today, I'm going to focus on two questions you're really likely to get in your next interview, which are, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? So today I'll dive into the different ways you might get asked those questions, how to answer them, and a few items more. Here we go. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or just not sure where to start in general? Check out this easy-to-follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to be fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start to get your free guide, the interview prep quick start guide, equippedinterview.com forward slash start. Okay, this one has some meat to it today, so I'm going to try to get right to it. The outline for today, I'm going to walk through first the strengths and that that topic, that question, and then the weaknesses side of things with the following kind of outlines you know what to expect. I'm going to go through why are they even asking this question? how you might get asked this question, basically different versions of it, different ways you might get asked it, so things to be prepared for, and how you should and shouldn't answer this question for each of them, both strengths and weaknesses. At the end, I'm assuming I'll have time, but I really want to dive very briefly into why you should even prepare for these questions, even if you aren't asked or you don't think that you'll be asked or, hey, maybe you prep but you aren't asked. It can definitely still be helpful for your overall preparation as well as during the interview itself on a number of other questions. So I'm going to dive in a little bit there too. So let's start with the strengths. Why are they Why are they asking you? If you do get asked, why are they just straight up asking you for your strengths? Why not just try to beat around the bush and figure it out? For, number, for starters, they want to see how self-aware you are. They want to see if you know yourself in addition to any examples that you can give and you've really thought this through, you're intentional about how you're positioning what you're really good at and why. They also want to see if you know what it takes to be successful in this job. They want to see what skills you think this job needs and then do you do you have them? Are you going to talk about that? Have you done your research there? And then also they, they want to see how you can prioritize what your experiences are, what your skills are, and, and really dive into to that element of it. I'm going to spend more time on this topic around why are they asking it on the weaknesses side, because I think that that's, there's a little bit more to it than that. With strengths, frankly, when I ask this question, I don't, I don't always ask it, but when I do, I really want to see if the, the interviewer or the candidate I'm interviewing can tie to tie together for me and connect the dots what they bring to the table 
what they see as the most important skills that this job needs, the skill sets that someone who takes this job will need, and can you put those two together and talk about them? It's it's more so the latter, that second part, that I'm really curious about. Have they done their homework? Do they really understand what it takes to be successful in this job and then can articulate that back to me more so than just talking through their own strengths? But it's still it's still important to to prepare regardless and really know yourself and know what your strengths are anyway, even if you aren't asked this directly. Next up, I want to talk about how might they actually ask you this question. It might be as simple and straightforward as, tell me about your strengths. What are they? Or your top strength, something like that. Uh, It might instead be, what are the top three things you bring to this role? Or I've even, I've been asked, give me the top two or three reasons why I should hire you for this role based on what you bring to the table or what your strengths are. So it could be something like that. It could be something like, if I asked your current coworkers or boss about what you're really good at, what would they tell me? What would they say? Each of those are obviously very different wording, but also obviously very similar what they're trying to get at. They're trying to get a sense of who you are strength-wise, what, is the, what rises to the top as to what you bring to the table, and can you share that? The last question around what would your coworkers or boss say, it might be a different version that, you know, some insert different person here, but they're really trying to understand, are you aware enough to, to understand and know without guessing what others would say about you? And have you heard that feedback and taken it and and used it? So the bulk of what I wanted to talk through today for your strengths would be, how should you then go about prepping for and answering this question? If you do get it, or even if you don't really. So when you're prepping, I always tell someone to come up with a list of the top three to five skills they think the hiring manager is looking for. And this is just general prep, not this question specifically, but just in general, when you're prepping for an interview, you've heard me say it before, come up with a list of the top three to five skills you think the hiring manager is looking for. You'll get that through the job description, LinkedIn, talking to someone, coming up with your own assumptions, probably pretty good educated guess if you're going for the job, right? So have that list ready. Get that list ready when you're thinking about the top strengths, your own top strengths as well. So when you're talking, when you're prepping for and in the interview, sharing what you think your top strength is or your top strengths. Make sure it's something on that list, right? I mean, you want to make sure that you're highlighting a strength of yours that also is something they're looking for. Sounds like a no-brainer, but I don't want you to go go rogue here. So a quick example, I mean, let's say the top three skills you think the job you're going after, they they want to hear about your sales skills, your resilience, and maybe tech, technical acumen for a, a sales job, something like that. Don't go in there and say that your top strength is organization or staying organized, right? That might be a good thing. It might be needed or necessary, but it's not one of those top three that you came up with in my hypothetical example here around sales, resilience, or technical acumen for this particular sales job that you might be going for. Use something on the list of the top three to five that you're going after. Find a, find one that matches up with your strengths and use it. That's the one. You want it to highlight those top three to five skills throughout the interview, whether it's a question like, what are your strengths? Or it's your tell me about yourself response, or it's a behavioral-based tell me about a time when X, Y, and Z. You want to be repeatedly highlighting those top three to five skills you think they're looking for so that by the end of the interview, they have a good picture of how often and frequently you've used the the main skills that they're looking for. And and can you do that again if they hire you? So that is, that's really where you want to start with this top strength thing. Now, I also want you to, when you're answering the question, so use something from that list. I also want you to add a little bit of credibility and emphasis to your answer. Here's what I mean by that. I want you to give a quick example or quote from someone else. So maybe it's a coworker or a former manager, someone you've worked with, someone who agrees with you. They agree with you about your own self-assessment of your strength. Adding someone else's opinion or a quote from them, again, adds that credibility or emphasis to the fact that you're saying it. It boosts it a little bit. 
make it come to life for the, the hiring manager. Make it real for them. Help them picture you using that strength. Get it ingrained in their mind. I mean, that could be that could be something like, oh yeah, my former boss used to always say this about me. Give a quick quote. Or or my coworkers always used to call me, I don't know, pick some nickname or something like that about you because of I always used this strength, right? You're, you see where I'm going with this. I am not thinking of things on the fly for you here, but use your strength. Think about a time when someone has given you a quote, something that, they've, something that they've told you, something that they've repeatedly shared with you, or a piece of feedback that you recently received or have received multiple times over the years around this strength. That adds a little bit of credibility. That's one way to do it. Another way is to use assessments that reinforce and add credibility to your answer. I've talked about this before. I'm going to use it again here because this is where it's really important. And by assessments, I mean the more commonly used public, publicly available assessments that a lot of us use. Things like the Myers-Briggs test or 16personalities.com, very similar to that one, but free. Go out there and check it out. The Strengths Finder Assessment or the Deloitte Business Chemistry. There are a lot of them out there. Find one or two that work for you, that resonate with you, and you, you want to be able to talk about. One example could be Let's say the Strengths Finder one. Let's say it, let's say you you want to use the Strengths Finder one, and one of your top strengths is competition. That is one of them, if I recall correctly, on the Strengths Finder, and you use it in a good way. Well, you, it could sound in an interview like this. All right. So now that I've described that a little bit about my strength, I actually just wanted to one more quick thing. If you're familiar with the Strengths Finder assessment, according to that, my top strength is competition, and here's what that means. I'll end the example there and then go ahead and define it, define what that means by this assessment, you know, give a quick, quick blurb about that and then give an example of how you see yourself using it. What that does is it not only allows you to share your own thoughts on what your strengths are and how you're self-aware, here's how I've used it, here's how that applies to the skills in this job, but also kind of an outside third-party independent source like an assessment to be able to reinforce what you've shared. And I happen to pick the one competition from the strengths finder because hey maybe that's one that is useful in my sales and analogy that I'm using here. So, that's something that you want to consider using as part of your answer to really strengthen it as you go through the interview. Next, I wanted to highlight how you should not answer this question around what are your strengths. Don't answer off the cuff. Prepare like we're talking about, know why you have a strength, know what they are, how they fit into this job, and and do all the prep that we just talked about here. So, I think enough said on that one. Don't be fluffy. I don't need you to be fluffy. I need you to share actual strengths that are specific to you, unique, and helpful to help helping a hiring manager make a decision. Don't don't use things like I'm a hard worker. I'm dedicated. Don't use the word I'm a perfectionist. Like think things that are overused in my opinion. Hard worker is, is great. I want a hard worker. But what I I don't know what that means specifically in this person's eyes versus that other person's eyes, one person might say they're a hard worker and it might be something totally different than someone else saying they're a hard worker and what that really means. So get specific with your your strengths and don't make them something that the hiring manager is going to hear over and over again. They're too generic and it, just, it won't help you stand out. As I mentioned, be, be specific. Use, use something that you need to tell them about you. Something you planned to tell them before you even walked into the room. So that is something to do and how you shouldn't answer it is just off the cuff. Like I said, don't be fluffy. All right. So those are the strengths. That's the way to prepare for, answer, things to think about with what are your strengths. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on what are your weaknesses. It's it's one, if you've heard me talk about this before, it's there are pros and cons to asking it, pros and cons to getting asked this in an interview. 
it's still asked pretty frequently in, in a lot of interviews, so I do want to spend and dedicate some time on it today. So let's go through the same framework, a little more detail though, on this question versus the strengths, because it's more important. It's, it's very difficult for a lot of candidates as they prepare. It's one of the harder ones that I um, that I come across as I help others prepare for interviews. It's, there's, it's not a slam dunk in a lot of these cases, so I want to spend a little bit of time to help give you a framework of how to craft one of these, and I'll give you an example as we go along here. So stay tuned for that. But similar to what we talked about before, why are they even asking this? If you're asked directly, what, what benefit is it to the hiring manager to ask what's a weakness? What's, what's the point? And in one way, it's, it's similar to why they ask about strengths, but it's even more important here. And here's the key. They're looking for two things. One, are you self-aware? That's the part that's similar to strengths, but even more important. And two, can you learn and develop? Are you self-aware and can you learn and develop? They want to know that you can recognize your own weaknesses or top weakness or area of opportunity or develop an area, etc. They want to make sure that, that you can recognize it and, and say it out loud and, and be willing to accept that. And then also they want to make sure you're coachable. They, they want to know that you can learn. So be real here when you answer it, because that's what they're looking for now. They're, they're looking to make sure that you're real and candid and can accept that you have weaknesses in a development area and that you can grow and learn as part of it, and that they're not going to hire you, give you feedback, and you immediately and consistently disagree and won't accept feedback if they hire you, because not one of us is perfect. We are all working on something, every level of every organization. And so admitting that is, is highly important to a hiring manager. So I'm going to expand on this a little bit, give you a little bit more, I don't know, context on this around around those two topics. Are you self-aware and can you learn and develop? Being self-aware as a hiring manager, me personally, but just anyone out there, we want to work with someone who can self-reflect and is open to feedback. I kind of alluded to that a minute ago. I, I need someone who can give a solid, truthful answer around a weakness or development area. And, and hear me hearing that, it really demonstrates to me that you know that you have something to work on or that you've worked on something in the past that you know, and you know what that process is to get better at something. It's also, like I mentioned, a good indicator that you're willing to accept feedback without getting defensive. And that's key. And you're actually willing to work on it. It goes hand in hand though. I don't want someone who can just say, oh yeah, that's great. Thanks for the feedback. I need someone who can take action and actually get better on something over time. Knowing that you have weaknesses is a really good start in making sure the hiring manager hears you say that that you can know that it's a great start, but it's it's not enough. So the hiring manager wants to know and see some kind of evidence that you can build on that self-awareness to take action. Specifically, when answering this question in an interview, you should focus on your, your answer, what you're going to say, your response, on what steps you took to grow or that you are taking to grow once you identified the area that you needed to develop. So making sure that you you highlight taking proactive, meaningful action really goes a long way to ease a hiring manager's hesitation that you may not have all the skills that they need on day one. And maybe that's the case for you. Maybe, you know, we talked earlier about strengths and knowing your top three to five skills they're looking for. Maybe there's one that you know is a key thing that you're still developing and working on. This is your chance to talk that through a little bit. If if it's it's so obvious that you just need to hit it head on. Otherwise, I would avoid highlighting one of those top three to five skills they're looking for as a weakness. And we'll get into that, but just something to, to share there. As I did with the strengths, I'm going to really quickly give you a couple examples of how, how they might ask this question to you. Could be, again, straight up, what's your biggest, biggest weakness? Or give me a, a couple examples of some of your weaknesses. Or what do you think your biggest challenge might be coming into this role? Or what would your biggest critic say about you? Or it could be something like this. If I asked again, similar to the strengths, if I asked your coworkers to describe to me a pet peeve they have about you, what would they say? 
or what, what bothered your peers the most about the way your work, the way you worked with them? What would they tell me if I asked if they had to pick something? So these, these are kind of different angles on a very similar thing. Some want mostly the self-awareness piece. Some of them get a little harder into the, the development. Either way, I want you to prepare one answer, regardless of how you're asked the question. No matter how you get asked that question, I want you to have one thing in mind and then fit it into the question that you get asked so that you can be prepared and feel more confident going into the interview, knowing the kind of answer you're going to give regardless. In that way, you don't panic and give them three, four, five weaknesses, depending on how they might ask it, and go from that path. Okay, now I want to go into the bulk of this here, how you should prepare for it, how you should answer this question, and then we'll wrap it up with how you should not answer this question. But how you should answer this one is is the the hard part, right? Knowing, okay, yes, I got it, Josh. I, I know that I should be preparing for this. I'll think of a development area. That's fine. I won't use one of the ones on the top three to five skills. Great. But what do I use? What do I say? And how do I come up with that strategy? So there are a couple of ways that I think you can do this. And I'm going to give you some examples here. First, I want you to pick a strategy of how you're going to tackle this. I'm going to give you three different considerations, three different strategies to pick from. There are, there are a lot of ways you could do it, but I, I recommend at least thinking through these three and maybe you do a hybrid of these, but this is this will get you started a little bit here. Strategy number one, focus on a weakness or development area that you've already conquered. So you could start there, something that you actually already overcame. Strategy number two, focus on a weakness or development area that you're actively working on, but is is minor relative to the role that you're in or the role that you're going for. So one that you're still working on, but hey, you can show progress. Or strategy number three, focus on a weakness or development area that makes you seem human, but isn't a game changer, so to speak. And that's kind of a hybrid between the two of them. So it's one way or another. The exact skill or the weakness or development area obviously is up to you how you go there. But I think it's more important how you talk about these than it is the actual skill or weakness itself. As long as you go ahead and avoid the critical skills needed for the role like we talked about, don't use one of those. But anything else is probably fair game. Now, here's the frame. Once you pick a strategy, kind of regardless of how you do it, this this kind of combines them a little bit, but you'll, you'll get the idea. Once you've chosen how you want to go about this, This is how you can craft an answer that demonstrates your self-awareness and shows them that you can grow and develop and you're coachable. The hard part, again, is is picking the specific one. But once you get an idea of how you can phrase this, it might start getting some wheels turned in your head around some experiences that you've had and ways that you can do this. So this is an example of how you could start a sentence. I'm going to have a few. I'm going to have, it looks like four that I've jotted down here that I think think make sense for you. Okay, so let's just dive in here. I'm going to give you some, some of these quotes. Here's the first one. A couple years ago, I started noticing that I, and then fill in the blank. If you use a sentence like this, such as the one I just mentioned, I'll repeat it. A couple years ago, I started noticing that I, what? What did you start noticing that you did? If you say this and you start out your weakness or development area question or answer like this, it it really demonstrates two things to the hiring manager. One, that it's not too recent. And two, you personally identified the development area yourself. If you say, I noticed something, What's that say? You identified it. And again, it shows self-awareness. Now you could flip it. If you really want to emphasize that you're willing to take feedback and and take action on it, you could flip that and say, you know what? Someone else brought this to my attention. A couple of years ago, someone brought XYZ to my attention and I really self-reflected and realized that uh, they were spot on. I could see it in my, some of my work now and here's, and then we get into some of these next ones. But depending on where you want to focus, I'd say err on this. If you're not sure, do the one I mentioned. Talk about how you noticed it. 
that shows that self-awareness. But if you have a really good example of a weakness that someone pointed out to you in your work and you want to go for it, just call it out. Say it out loud that you're able to accept that feedback, reflect on it, and make changes. So that's how you can start it. A couple years ago, I started noticing that I blank. Next thing you want to say is I recognized that I needed to make some adjustments. So if you phrase it like that, this this kind of phrasing also indicates not only self-awareness, but an action-oriented approach. So I recognize that I needed to make some adjustments. That shows being proactive, taking action on the, the very thing that you, you've now realized where you need to develop. The next phrase I want you to use in an answer like this is, I came up with a plan and here are the steps I took. So what this does is this shows that you can be proactive and are dedicated to self-development, to growth. It, it also gives the interviewer um, it gives them a good picture of how you approach problem solving, which, hey, bonus points, maybe that's what they're looking for too. So, so far we're at, a couple years ago, I started noticing that I fill in the blank. I recognized that I needed to make some adjustments. I came up with a plan and here are the steps I took, go through that. And then how's it going? Sure. So you can say something like today, here's how things are going. It brings the interviewer up to speed where you are, brings it to life for them. You can share how you've overcome that development area and how you're still working on it even, that's okay, just depending on what strategy you chose. The goal is to share something tangible that has changed as a result of the steps you took. The goal is to share something real, an actual development area, just not some not a huge game changer for your overall role. One, one example, let me give a quick example. I, I often get questions on this, so I'll think of one here that, that can come up. This will be a very simple thing, maybe it has nothing to do with you, but you'll get where I'm going with this. Maybe you're going for a project manager role or a new researcher role or a new leadership role, and maybe feedback that you've received in the past, maybe it's more recent, maybe it's further in the past, maybe feedback you received is that during presentations, you speak too quickly on certain topics or just speak too quickly in general. Maybe you receive feedback and it's, it, it's something that you've actually had to work on. Something like that, speaking too quickly and how you've adjusted to that, how you notice it, how you put things together and take steps to actually shift your behavior in those circumstances. I don't see that type of feedback. I know it's a very simple example, but I don't see that type of development area or weakness or feedback that you've received as a huge game changer in any of those types of jobs that I just listed. It's something that you can certainly dive into, right? And that's the important part. It's not so much the development area. It's the part about getting the feedback or noticing it about yourself talking about how you recognize you needed to make those adjustments. You came up with the plan. Here are the three things that I did to keep an eye out for it, or I practiced, or I listened to TED Talks, or whatever steps you did to uh, to help yourself with the speaking quickly weakness. And then here's how it's going. Here's how I keep it top of mind in presentations today, because I know it's my default. It's my, it's my baseline of where I know I can start if I don't actively continue to think about it. And I really appreciate the person who told me about it or the, or I really appreciate people I've asked to step in and listen to my presentations to give me feedback to see if it's making progress. These are all the kinds of things that you can share using this framework. Again, very simple example that can maybe apply across, you know, you, you apply it to your own situation, but I think that's a really broad one, but something that you can talk about that likely is not a game changer in, in a lot of jobs that you're going after. So thought I could use it there. So to wrap up the weaknesses section, I do want to focus on a little bit, at least, on what you should not say. That's largely what we just went through, what you should say, what you should not say. When you're when you're going through a response, coming up with one, there are definitely some common traps to avoid, so I don't want to forget about this. Number one, don't under any circumstance ever say, 
I don't have any, or I really can't think of any weaknesses or development areas that I've worked on. While you might not consider saying that in an interview, if you're even toying with it, please don't. I've heard it. And if you say that in an interview, it's it's huge. And like it's it's almost a it's almost a huge insurmountable red flag to the hiring manager. They're probably not going to hire hire you. Someone who isn't self-aware enough to either know that they have weaknesses or know that it sounds bad at an interview to say it out loud that you don't have any weaknesses, they're they're not going to hire you. So you need to show some humility and self-awareness. And that's the whole point of this question. Humility, self-awareness, growth, and development. Just wanted to say it out loud because it does happen. Don't let it be you. Secondly, don't use strengths as weaknesses. It is so tempting to do this. Just try your hardest to turn a, quote, weakness or development area and still make it sound good anyway. Don't fall prey to that temptation. Just don't do it. Some candidates I hear are more obvious and others try to mask it a little bit more. I Trust me, we hear the answers to this question a lot. Both come out, sound like someone trying to avoid the question overall. This answer to the question around what are your, your, your development areas or what are your weaknesses, this is your chance to demonstrate self-awareness and self-development, not to sneak strengths into the question like a job interview ninja. <laughs> they, they will find out. They will hear, they will see right through it. Trust me. So don't provide an over-the-top response such as my greatest weaknesses are that I work too hard, care too much, put in too many hours, too much of a perfectionist. It is so tempting to add something like that in. Even if you're trying to massage it a little bit, I, I put others first too much. And so I care too much about my coworkers. That might legitimately be true. You might not prioritize your own time, your own projects, your own development, but it, it comes across as not a weakness. Oftentimes the way that it's positioned and shared. Even if your your best attempt is to legitimately try to to share a weakness or development area, ones like that don't come across well. They just end up sounding like you're you're not answering it. So I don't want that to be you. Really think through something where where it's a true real life weakness or development area. Just make sure it's not something that's an obvious critical skill for the job itself. Don't use a weakness or development area that's obviously a poor reflection on your integrity or work ethic either. That may sound obvious, but I definitely had had a candidate respond once with, my greatest weakness is that I just can't seem to get to school and work on time. No matter what I try, I always find myself running late. Hey, props for honesty, right? But as I mentioned earlier, this this isn't what the hiring manager is looking for. It's not looking for something that is actually critical to the job to be your weakness, but something that you're actually focused on. You can, you can see how it's a fine line, right? You don't want to be so obvious, but you also don't want it to make it a strength. This is why it's probably one of my number one difficulties that I hear from, from people going for, for job interviews, trying to coach them through how to actually phrase some of this stuff. Um, this is definitely not the time to share huge shortcomings, thinking that's what they're looking for. Also, if, hey, if you're the person who is consistently running late, you may want to try to fix that. But on top of things, on top of that, don't also... Let me back up. I just mentioned to to make sure it's not like a work ethic issue or integrity issue. Definitely avoid that if you're coming up with something for your weakness. And then lastly, I'll just close this out with going back to the strengths. Make sure that you have your three to five skills you think the job needs, the hiring manager is looking for, and use one of those for your strengths. On the flip side, avoid that list for your weakness. I already said it. I'm just repeating it to make sure we close out on that note. Those are some things to consider as you're coming up with that list, as you think through that framework about how to answer the question. Use that strategy. One of those strategies that I mentioned around either focusing on something you've already conquered, something you're actively working on, but it's somewhat minor, 
and then use the, some of those sentences I mentioned just to recap, and then we'll we'll finish up the weaknesses section. The the few say the phrases that I want you to use are: a couple years ago, I started noticing that I X Y Z fill in the blank. I recognized that I needed to make some adjustments. I came up with a plan, and here are the steps I took. And now today, here here's how things are going. So there you go. Those that's should at least be a start. Maybe some maybe some of this is overlap of what you've heard before. Maybe it's a lot of it's new. It is a question you're going to get at some point in almost any interview. So it's definitely critical to know why they're asking it. Therefore, you can it can help you craft a response as to what your actual answers are. Hopefully, I've helped you prepare for that and also avoid some common traps and things you should avoid. One last thing, big picture. I mentioned I would uh, d- dive into this a little bit. Why should you prepare for these, even if you're not going to be asked these questions directly? Well, I don't know if you're going to be asked these questions or not. You probably will be. But even if not, this is similar to preparing for a question like, why should I hire you? Or tell me about yourself. Probably going to get it. But even if not, what's it do? It really helps you prepare well and gets you really clear in your own mind. It, it, if you're preparing for your strengths, it really forces you to connect the dots between what the hiring manager's needs are and what you bring to the table. This is crucial for how you answer any number of questions and really the rest of the interview. Even if you're not asked, you should have clarity around what skills you have relative to the the top skills the role actually needs, and then find ways to get that across during any number of multiple answers that you give during the course of the interview. So this can help you whether you get the questions or just in your general prep. You should be clear on these things in your own mind. It could also help you decide what job to go after and what job not to go after. I mean, this has big ramifications if you really take the time to think through both of these questions on either side of the coin. Do yourself a favor, think through these, uh, think through your own skills, get clear in your mind, and you'll be fully ready for your next interview. All right, well, that's all for today, but let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, or whatever player you're using. Remember, there is dignity in work, so set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.